You're listening to the Public Affairs Show on WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. I'm Carla Redondo, former chief meteorologist of Channel 4, and now an orientation and mobility specialist uh, here in New Orleans. And right now we have a great show because this will uh, resonate more with a lot of our listeners. Uh, we have on the line uh, Malachi Fallon. He is with the Xavier Society for the Blind, and they've been around for a long time. So welcome, Malachi. Uh, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much, Carl, for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, Malachi, first I want you to tell everyone about the Xavier Society for the Blind, what you all do, how long you all been around, and basically the importance of uh, the information and the uh, products that you provide. Sure, sure. So, Carl, what we'd like to say is that we deliver faith and inspiration in Braille and digital talking book, in Braille and audio. Uh, we've been around for over 120 years. We were founded uh, in 1900 here in New York City uh, by Margaret Coffey and Father, jo <coughs> excuse me, Father Joseph Stottleman. Uh, Margaret was a blind woman, a, a teacher of blind children, and Father Stottleman was a Jesuit priest here in New York City. And Margaret realized that there was a need for the children uh, that who she was teaching uh, that they needed uh, to have books in what at then was the uh, the precursor to Braille in, in raised raised font New York font. Um, so she got together with Father Stottleman, and I imagine a, a feisty young woman that sort of strong-armed uh, Father Stottleman into doing something to produce uh, books in raised uh, print for the students that she was teaching. And she was not only our co one of our co-founders, but she was also one of our first large donors, and she contributed $350, uh, which was quite a lot of money for um, a young blind teacher at that time, um, so that Xavier Society could produce a stereograph machine, which allowed us to produce books uh, in larger volumes. Um, and that started. Uh, that all started back in, in 1900. Okay, Malachi. First, uh, I want to give the opportunity for our listeners to have several opportunities to find out how to reach you all. So please give us your contact information. How, if someone's interested in in your uh, books and your audio library, how do they reach you all? Sure, sure. So probably the easiest way is to dial our 800 number, and that's 800. 637-9193. Again, that's 800-637-9193. Uh, you can also visit our web website, XavierSocietyForTheBlind.org. Again, XavierSocietyForTheBlind.org. Or you can email us at info at XavierSocietyForTheBlind.org. Again, info at XavierSocietyForTheBlind.org. Uh, we have a, a client services coordinator, um, a really helpful young man named Saul, um, who will answer any questions and uh, provide, uh, you know, any materials that people request that, that we have available in our catalog. Now, talk more about that catalog. What do you all provide in Braille? Sure. So we have, you know, I always say that, that most of what we provide 
uh, is Catholic uh, in nature, but not exclusively. Much of what we provide is religious in nature, but not exclusively. Um, you know, we also try to stick close to our, our mission and provide books in Braille and, and audio digital talking book um, that are on the topics of religion, theology, spirituality, and inspiration. But we've got about 18, 1,800 titles um, in our catalog in both Braille and audio. So all sorts of books, including the Bible, uh, the, the uh, Catholic Catechism um, that we provide for free of charge. Um, and then we also provide the Sunday Mass propers, basically the Missalette in Braille, um, and that goes out to about 800 people each and every month. Um, and I did uh, a while ago, I did a back of the envelope calculation, and that amounts to approximately 750,000 pages of Braille each year. So uh, there's quite a lot available. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're trying to get the word out. A couple of years ago, we began the transition to the digital talking book format, which is the format, and I'm sure you're aware of this, the format that's uh, used uh, by the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled and the Network Library. So we converted to that format, and we've been producing more and more books. All of our new books now are produced in that format. And we've also been trying to produce books uh, books in audio in that format that we think will be more appealing to, to more people. Um, so a couple of examples of some recent titles. Um, one is called Tuned In, The Power of Pressing Pause and Listening um, by Art and Lorraine Bennett. Um, also, again, sticking to our, our, uh, our history and our mission, American and Catholic, Stories of the People Who Built the Catholic Church. Um, so again, we're trying to we're trying to, to broaden our appeal um, to make sure that we're choosing titles that um, aren't exclusively Catholic in nature or religious in nature, but um, also dealing with spirituality, inspiration, and religion more uh, generally. Now, I remember I grew up uh, Catholic, went to Mass every Sunday, and I would always pull out the Missalette. So I thought that was uh, very, very fascinating to see that there are Missalettes in Braille that uh, someone with low vision or, or no vision at all could actually follow along with the missalette. So I thought that was amazing and something I didn't know about that the, that is provided by uh, the Xavier Society. So I, I was really impressed with that, and I feel that that would help a lot of the uh, uh, people without vision that they could follow along with their mass with the um, the Prosper. I When I saw Prosper, I said, well, th we call them missalettes, but I know that's the right, same right. thing. Uh, yes, uh, Propers, yeah. That, you know, it's an amazing too, Carl, because we get uh, comments from many, many of our patrons who not only use the mass propers, the, the missalette and braille, um, you know, as congregants, as members of the, you know, the congregation at their local parish, um, but also as lectors uh, in their parish. So it really gives people, uh, people who are blind and visually impaired, to participate very directly and very actively in their parish church life. Now, how would you suggest someone go about, say, like they're in the New Orleans listening area, listening to WRBH, and they wanted their Mass uh, at their church to have one of those uh, uh, books? How would they go about uh, trying to get their church or their, their parish to do that? 
So, it, it, you know, if it's someone, uh, they can con an individual can contact us directly um, and get on the list. And, and if they know that there's a need for a certain number of the mass propers to be provided to a parish, uh, they can provide us with the parish uh, contact and the person in the contact to whom to, to send those mass propers. So the best way, probably the easiest way, is just to call our 800 number, talk to our client services coordinator, Saul, um, and we can get that taken care of. Okay, let's go ahead and give all that contact information once again as we're in the middle of this uh, interview. Sure, sure. So again, our 800 number is 800-637-9193. That's 800-637-9193. Our website is xaviersocietyfortheblind.org. And our email is info at xaviersocietyfortheblind.org. Now, now that you you mentioned you've gone on to audio services as well, how uh, popular has that become uh, in the process of your your uh, recent years? Well, well, I think probably um, Carl, as you can attest to, um, as more and more people live longer lives, unfortunately, they also have more health issues, which in many, many cases can lead to vision impairment. So we're seeing that there's more demand uh, for audio books. And, and, and again, because the titles that, that we offer aren't typically available, um, you know, commercially or through Audible, um, we're seeing a greater and greater demand uh, for the titles in the digital talking book format. And you mentioned also that uh, you've said word of mouth, and I know you can only do so much, uh, so many TV interviews and so many, you know, radio broadcasts and, and interviews, but word of mouth is very important, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, I think that's why our mission has lasted for over 120 years, right? Because even though we, you know, we don't advertise, um, you, you know, we don't get, we don't pay for advertising and do a lot of marketing. Uh, we do rely on um, the network of schools for blind and visually impaired people across the United States, a lot of the churches, uh, parishes, and other religious institutions. Um, we rely on those institutions to spread the word for us and and our patrons. Our patrons are, are you know, always delighted to receive materials from, uh, from us and are typically our, our best uh, spokespersons. I know you rely on word of mouth also, but I know you rely also on volunteers as we do here at WRBH. A lot of our readers that read novels and the newspaper uh, advertisements are all volunteers at WRBH Radio for the Blind. And I know you rely on volunteers as well, correct? That's right. That's right. You know, actually, when we started this project a couple of years ago, where we're moving over to the digital talking book format, and as I mentioned, we were trying to to choose titles that were more appealing to more people. We also wanted to make sure that the quality of our rec recordings uh, was top-notch. And we also wanted to make sure that the people who were reading um, the books, you know, th that they were providing a little bit more dramatic impact uh, for the reading. So I went to, I had the, the idea that to go to a local Catholic church here uh, in order to recruit um, readers, volunteer readers. And there's a church here in New York City, in Manhattan, near the theater district, or really in the middle of the theater district, and it's called 
coincidentally, St. Malachy's, the Actors Chapel. So we were able to get a number of uh, local actors, uh, both aspiring and working actors, uh, who had an affinity, who have an affinity uh, for our mission that have been volunteering and doing a, a good bit of the, the reading for us for our production of audiobooks. And we also know as a nonprofit, you rely on donations. So that's also very important. And how do you go about with your donation program? So, you know, we do like a, a lot of small nonprofits, we do direct mail. Um, so we'll be mailing, you know, regular appeals to uh, to individuals across the United States and outside the United States as well. We're very fortunate that we also receive funding from several uh, small family foundations across the United States that support our mission. But it, it, it's really, you know, the individual uh, donors who are at the core of our financial support. Now, as I was looking at your your website and a lot of the interviews you've you've done, uh, the uh, one of the things I saw was the Bible in Braille. Talk more about that and how many volumes that is. Sure, sure. So that um, that was a project we undertook. It was a few years before I started here at Xavier Society, but we undertook that, and we have the whole Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, uh, in Braille, and it's about. 37, 38 volumes of Braille. Uh, it, it's it's quite a lot. And when we uh, began to make it available, we let our patrons know, we had quite a number of requests. And at the time, you know, we said, would you like a set uh, of these volumes uh, of the Bible in Braille? And, and you know, we got quite a, a number of requests for it. And then the boxes started showing up at people's homes, and they realized just how many volumes and how big um, the, uh, the the uh, the volume in Braille was. So what we did a few years ago, we began offering you know individual books. So our patrons and new patrons can call and say, "Well, I want uh, this book of the New Testament, uh, this book of the Old Testament," and we will send. Uh, the individual uh, books of the Bible um, in separate volumes over a period of time rather than sending, you know, 30, 39 volumes in 25 boxes at once. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, wow, that's going to be a big shipment if it's somebody requesting <laughs> that. But it, it's amazing that that is available to someone who does want the, the Bible in Braille because you know, the, the Bible is one of the most important books in, in our lifetime ever, and, and people want that and rely on that and, and need that. Yep. And, that, you know, Carl, that's very important, too, because I, I, I mentioned a few times that we're trying to produce titles uh, in both Braille and audio that we think will be more appealing to more people. But at the same time, you know, you know we'll do one-offs. If we have a, a patron or we get a request for, um, you know, sometimes the the content, the titles are somewhat esoteric um, and, and specialized, but we'll still do those as well, even though we don't, we don't think it'll be, um, you know, uh, in demand by a, a large number of people. We still do our best to honor individual requests as well. Now, I know you touched on that you have other products that are non-religious. Tell us more about what someone could get uh, otherwise that uh, is not, you know, the missalette or or the Bible or any religious material. What what else do you have available on audio and and uh, Braille? 
Sure, sure. So um, the the other uh, one of the titles that we we've done recently is called the Disabled God toward a, a liberatory theology of disability. So uh, a number of books um, related to uh, disabilities and people uh, with disabilities. Um, not too long ago, we did a book. It's called When Life Gives You Pears um, by uh, a writer, um, Jeannie Gaffigan, um, and her husband is the comedian and actor Jim Gaffigan. And Jeannie suffered uh, from a really serious medical condition, medical condition uh, a few years ago. She had a, a pear-sized uh, tumor on her brain, and that's why the book is entitled When Life Gives You Pears. Um, and this book is a really humorous book, um, but also very um, inspirational. And she talks about the subtitle is The Healing Power of Family, Faith, and Funny People. So she really talks about how her family, her faith, and, and a good sense of humor um, helped her get through this very, very serious medical crisis. Well, I did see that on your on your website and, and heard you talk about it in an interview. Now, is there any way that someone could possibly suggest a, a, a novel or a story or something that can be transcribed to audio or uh, Braille? Yeah, as I said, you know, we try to honor the individual requests. And um, as long as, you know, we feel that the, the book, the content of the book is consistent with our mission, we're more than happy to do it. Um, and again, we try not to replicate or duplicate efforts. So if the, uh, if a book is already available commercially uh, in audio, well, we won't produce it in audio here at Savior Society for the Blind. How did COVID affect uh, you guys and the production or maybe the shipping of some of your materials? Did it affect it or did it help? So I think our patrons, just because of a greater sense of isolation, um, relied more on us for um, the reading materials that we produce. Uh, we were fortunate, I and mean, we have a relatively small staff here in our New York City office, um, and so we were able to maintain social distance here in the office. So we were closed for three months as a result of the governor's executive orders uh, in early 2020. But we reopened our offices in June of 2020. And the the, the fortunate um, thing for us was that it, despite the, the pandemic and many, many other places being closed down, um, because we had just completed our pilot whereby our volunteer readers were working remotely to record books, and the files and the production and the editing was all being done remotely, we continued to produce new audio books. Uh, we were able through our partners, the National Braille Press up in Boston, we continued to produce and distribute the mass propers in Braille, uh, and we relied on a number of freelance uh, Braille transcribers um, to continue to transcribe books for us that we were able to continue to distribute. So. Uh, we, you know, we got through it when, when a lot of other places were completely closed down. Um, we were still able to, to meet the demands of our patrons, which was very fortunate for us. And we're very, very happy to, to be able to report that to you. And I know that's uh, a great thing for 
isolation and especially someone without vision to have that that source of inspiration, the materials that they can still, you know, keep going in their lives when we're all isolated with the, the COVID last year and even this year with some of the uh, outbreaks that we're having now. So, and I know it must have been tough in New York uh, City with one of the uh, highest uh, outbreak rates uh, with the first time around. So that's uh, that's pretty awesome that you guys were able to continue after the three months shutdown. That's right, and we we actually have there's a father. Uh, uh, Nut Father Maurice Nutt, who's a priest down in down there in New Orleans, and he's going to be uh, recording uh, his book for us. He wrote a book about Thea Bowman, uh, and he'll be recording that book for us uh, from from uh, his parish in in New Orleans over the next couple of months. So, uh, despite uh, all odds, in many cases, you know, related to Mother Nature or otherwise. Uh, we're still uh, we're still moving forward. Well, that's great because we know down here in New Orleans and South Louisiana that Mother Nature sometimes is not too kind with us. With Zeta last year, four hurricanes in Southwest Louisiana, and now we just got through with Hurricane Ida. So uh, we know Mother Nature can be a beast when when she wants to in in different parts of the country. That's right. That's right. So just. Just so unpredictable. Yes. Now you mentioned uh, that uh, book uh, coming up with the uh, the uh, father here in, in New Orleans. Now, what what other things do you have coming up? I know you have a newsletter. Tell us more about what's in store at Xavier Society for the Blind in the near future. Sure, sure. So we um, yeah we do have a monthly newsletter, and and folks also can sign up uh, for that by emailing us or uh, calling the office here and get signed up for that that newsletter. Uh, you mentioned volunteers and relying on volunteers. I actually just completed a book uh, in audio. I wanted to see how the process worked and sort of go through the, the process from uh, soup to nuts on recording a book. So I just recorded a book called uh, Miracle in Motion. It's about a young Jesuit priest who unfortunately passed away just a few years ago after setting up a Cristo Rey Catholic prep school in Houston, Texas. So really a, a terrific and inspirational story. Um, so that 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 uh, will, has just come out uh, recently, as a matter of fact. Um, so we're doing that. And then the other big event that we have every year, and unfortunately it was uh, curtailed last year because of the pandemic, we celebrate the Feast of St. Lucy, uh, which is every year on December 13th, with the mass here in New York City, uh, and we have uh, a number of our patrons who participate, as I mentioned, as lectors uh, in that mass. And we also have a, a priest, a young blind priest, Father Jamie Dennis, who travels up from Kentucky um, every year to be the main celebrant at that mass. So that'll be celebrated uh, here on December 13th in New York City at the parish of St. Francis Xavier on 16th Street, uh, which is how we, we got our name, uh, because that's where we got started originally. Um, and that'll be again on December 13th um, in New York City at St. Francis Xavier Church. And we'll be live streaming um, that as well. Um, so folks across the country can participate uh, with us in celebration of the Feast of St. Lucy, uh, one of the, the many patron saints of the, the blind and visually impaired. 
Yeah, I know you mentioned uh, St. Lucie before, and, and now you explained why, because I've done my fair share of talking to St. Lucie over the past uh, four or five years when I was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa. So it was just, you know, recently in life that I started losing my vision, and I have a small central vision. So I did my fair share of chats with St. Lucie, so I definitely appreciate uh, her as one of the uh, patron saints of blindness. Okay. Well, ho hopefully, Carl, you come up to New York City and 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 uh, participate with us at St. Francis at St. Francis Xavier. Uh, otherwise, uh, be sure to to uh, tune in on our live stream. Oh, absolutely. Once again, tell folks how to reach you if they want more information or want to get involved or want to donate. So, uh, give them your, your contact information again. Sure. It's Xavier Society for the Blind, and our toll-free number is eight hundred. 637-9193. That's 800-637-9193. Our website is XavierSocietyForTheBlind.org. And our email is info at XavierSocietyForTheBlind.org. And then we're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. I did see that. That's great. You got all the social media platforms covered as well. So that, that's awesome because nowadays, you know, there's a lot of folks that rely on social media more than mainstream news. That's right. That's right. And as we had one of our uh, guest speakers, Father James uh, Martin, who's a Jesuit priest here in New York City, has written a number of books. Uh, and as he often says, you just have to, you have to meet people where they are. Um, so oftentimes that's that's where you have to go is on social media. That is so true. Malachi Fallon, I want to thank you very much for uh, joining us here on WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. You're with the Xavier Society for the Blind. And uh, the information you provided today, I think, is awesome for a lot of our listeners. Hopefully, you'll get some uh, contacts and some calls or emails from uh, a lot of our listeners. Well, Carl, thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it, and I really enjoyed this time with you. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. So you've been listening to the Public Affairs Show on WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. Once again, I'm Carla Redondo. Thank you for listening.